The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world famous Jones and Brown show. We're not happy. We're, 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 we're absolutely not happy. Um, we're kind of stressed. We got we got some issues. As you know, six of the season is over. It's been over for a couple of days now. Uh, usually when, when, when times get like this, when you get to points like this, you have to discuss it. You have to call a family meeting. That is what we did today. We need to discuss what happened to our Philadelphia 76ers. So we called a family meeting. I'm here with my man, Mike Jones. Mike, how are you doing? That says it all. You know what? I Say less. I got you. We had to also call it. We had to call the cousins in too. We had to call the extended family in. Joining us this week for the family meeting to discuss the Philadelphia 76ers are our cousins, Javon Offer from DK Nation, and of course, my main man, Adil Royster from Liberty Ballers. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sporting news now. You're the only one. Sporting news now. Uh, Oh, sporting. Wait, say that again. Sporting news nation now. No, it's just the sporting news now. Sporting sporting news. Brother, got a new job since last time I talked to him. It's all good, brother. All good. Adio, I see you. You, you, you want to say something? He he tweeted before we even started. When we said we were going to do this, when we confirmed everything, he tweets. Says I'm gonna. He, he he warns us. This ain't the show for broadcast. This needs to stay on the internet. He said he's gonna come in spicy. He said he's coming in hot. I'm looking at him right now. He looks like he's about to boil over. A deal. What do you got? I need to preface the audience right now. Okay, go ahead. I got home from work at five o'clock, knowing that I was doing this podcast. I've been holding things in for a little over a week and a half. And since I got home, I've been playing nothing but Street Fighter online. (laughs) I am incredibly amped, and I am incredibly up in terms of energy level. And if I get too high, I need somebody to very quickly reel me the F back in. We we will try. Well, we we are... I have a beer right now just to try to level my ass out oh boy. before we even get into this, okay? I had a bottle of Henny White. I don't know what the hell I did with it. So hopefully this beer is enough. Oh, boy. I I, I will do my best. But we, we kind of collectively came to a decision that we would uh, – we would drink during this uh this podcast tonight. That's that's just how, you know that that's kind of the decision we kind of came up with collectively as a group. Um, so you, you know I I got my cup right here. 
Jonesy, I'm gonna go to you because you know you you the man of the house. You you your name is uh, first on the title. Sixers season is over. You've had some time to think about it. We have not done a podcast since the end of this series. I, I start I with talk, you. I haven't talked about Sixers with anyone. Text message, tweet, Facebook, anything. Pod since the season ended. Mm. I've had plenty of time to chew on it. And you know what? Let's start. I personally want to start with what happened in the Heat series. Okay. And to do that, the first thing I have to do is mention the Toronto series. When you're up 30 points with like six minutes left in a game and you let your guy get his face broken in. So that's where I got to start. Okay. Because well, all so, the questionable coaching decisions we've seen, yes, a guy who's had a history of injuries in the playoffs should not be in the game when it's over. You're up 30 in the fourth quarter. The game is over. Had his face him... broken already like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and you let him stay in the game to get his – it was a fluke. I'm not saying it was an intentional elbow to the face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying this is why every coach knows you pull your stars at the end of a blowout because it's all risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. You never know what the F is going to happen. You you never know what, what, what's going to happen. And I feel like, you know, to, to your point, and, and I think that speaks, it speaks to the point that this is why you pull your starters. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to try and take, People try to take what happened to Embiid and use that to to the whole Embiid is injury prone conversation. I and won't I, go and, that far, but right. he has an injury. Yeah. He does have yeah. an injury history. He has an injury history, but that was a freak. You know, that was a freak accident, which speaks mm-hmm. more to the point that he should not have been in the game. Than you know, hey, we need to worry about Embiid, injury prone or not injury prone. There was no point of him being in the game. Why was he there? He didn't need, you know, Embiid could have been the Iron Man. He could have been the Cal Ripken of basketball. And he didn't need to be in the game at that point. Let's just take the whole label of injury risk off of Joel Embiid. I think we, yeah, can, okay. put that, we can put that to bed right now, I think. Gladly. Because mm-hmm. the Gladly. majority of his injuries the last couple of years have just been freak accidents. The, the mm-hmm. face thing the meniscus thing, because you know what? He's seven feet tall, 320 pounds. If you fall or come down on it wrong, yeah, I don't care who you are. You could be LeBron James. You could be Kevin Durant. You could be anybody. Yeah, you come down wrong on a, on an appendage, yeah, something's bound to get busted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's just take this injury risk thing away. He had the back thing at Kansas. Again, you know, kind of a freak accident, but He's not injury prone. He's just in. Uh, he's just an incredible victim of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And, and he absolutely. And he played what his career high in games played this season. Yeah. Sixty-five. What we've been begging this man to do for like five years. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which honestly, and 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 maybe we'll get to this later. 
Maybe not. It, it, it frustrates me about the whole MVP thing, but you know that he. Oh, put, that's you know, coming. That's coming. Well, that's coming. That's oh, coming. No that's problem. part of it. Oh, it's oh, part of it. To, Save it. I'm, I'm. I haven't got past Toronto yet. Go ahead. Yeah, because we, we we're still at the broken face that shouldn't have happened. Yes, no, no, keep going, man. You this, you nice. Go in. If you this is the family part. If this is the family barbecue, we're just eating the chips in the dip. We're just waiting for the meat to come off the grill right now. Oh, it's still cooking. I got you. There's already the thumb stuff. Yes. The the thumb stuff's already happening. So if you're up 30 in a blowout and a guy has a compromised thumb on his dominant head, get him out the game. Let him rest. But you know what? I want to move past this because the man absolutely gutted it out came back as soon as he was cleared from concussion protocol in game three. And game, he's not my issue. Joel Embiid is not your issue. You look Joel at Embiid is not my issue. Okay. Real quick, Javon, I'm going to you. I mean, I, I agree with Mike. You know, Embiid wasn't the issue. The issue starts, and I think he hinted to it, was the guy that left them in. It's Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the is the, one of the main issues on 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 this team from the lack of, like you said, not taking Joel and beat out in the blowout. Even if Toronto's going to play their starters and be tryhards, you let them do that to the guy. You know, finally deciding to give us Paul Reed minutes in a play in the playoffs when he should have been playing from Paul the get go in the regular season. He should have played in a regular season, but then Doc says, well, we're not going to go on a Paul Reed victory tour. That's then also coming. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get – so then you finally get Paul Reed, and it's like you put him in a compromised position, and I give him credit for playing the playing as well as he did in spurts, but he did a disservice to to his young player there. So yeah. he's, he's the issue. I mean, how many times we saw, you know, in that – like you said, even in Toronto series, that Toronto went on runs and he didn't call that timeout that he needed to call a timeout to kind of like cap off the run, just kind of just sat mm-hmm. there with that mm-hmm. same expression on his face, just kind of just like, I'm just going to let it happen. We'll see how they get themselves out of it. Just now, I have a quick question. Of mm-hmm. the four of us here, am I the only one that was never on board with the Doc Rivers hire? Where, like, did everybody else think that was a good hire? Nope. I'll be the I other have, man. I had my list. I had right. my list. <laughs> I, I I was good with it. I I, I, I I'll, I'll be the one. I'll, I'll be the one to die on the sword. I'll be the one. And, and I, you know what? Yeah, I was wrong. I I I I was cool with Doc. Um, I there, I was I was pounding every sandbox and uh, singing from every high hill. That this team should should have just gone after Dan Tony. That was my guy. Dan Tony. I would have. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know about I that either. Well, I would have took Kenny Atkinson. Honestly, I actually wanted to take a risk on a guy like Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. What about Ime like, Udoka? Sure, okay. sure. Chauncey Chauncey you know Billups. What? That that pick aged well. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just being honest about where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not gonna. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to the people. At that time, I wanted saying. to take a risk on a guy like Johnson. I, I will. Uh, I, I will say this. I um. I I would have, you know, I I, I would have taken Doc over D'Antoni. 
you know, I, I didn't, I, I wanted no parts of, Mark, uh, of Mike D'Antoni. Um, I think. Can I give you my God. reasoning and rationale? Sure. This, Let me just say this: I, if, if if we get if, if Doc leaves, I want somebody. I, I I still don't want Mike D'Antoni. I wouldn't mind them. I wouldn't mind them. Uh, at this point, I wouldn't mind them rolling the dice on Sam Cassell. I would take Sam Cassell over Mike D'Antoni or Doc Rivers at this point. Sure, that's my guy now, Sam Cassell. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was thinking, hey, maybe this Ben Simmons thing would blow over. Yeah, that that opinion, again, mm-hmm. aged, aged very well. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, Ben and Rich Paul. You, okay. Yeah. Reel yeah. myself back I, in here. Okay. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Um, um, so I was... I was kind of interested to seeing what D'Antoni could do with a point guard like Simmons and the offense and thinking, uh, again, had the Harden trade not happened, then you're looking at Simmons and Seth Curry and Danny Green, Tobias Embiid. I would have wanted to see what D'Antoni could do with a starting five like that or a starting Mm -hmm. six even. That would have at least been interesting. Like, I know what Doc is already as a head coach. And Doc, he doesn't – is it wrong to say that Doc doesn't do the superstar thing very well? He doesn't. Is that a fair yeah. thing to say? Like, like, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that? You say Doc doesn't do the, uh, the superstar thing very well. What do you I want to so, answer this last. So he, uh, had, so he had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen in Boston, right? Yes. And that worked. But why didn't it work when he had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George blowing that 3-1 lead that he did? Like, why didn't that work? Was it the fit? Was it the roster? Was it the personnel? Like, I don't know what it was. But Doc went from championship-level head coach to kind of mediocre in, like, a few years' time. Okay. okay. Mike. So, at least least D'Antoni would have been fun. Like he would have just been running fools out the gym every night with that. Hey, that's great league pass content. I'm down for mm-hmm. that at least. We'll see. Now, at this point, I'm gonna reiterate some thoughts I, I I voiced at the time we hired Doc Rivers. He is the most overrated coach in the NBA. Overrated. There's, there's Doc, Doc and there's Doc and I believe there's Brad Stevens. They're both on that list. Uh, let's be clear, Doc Rivers underachieved with that Boston team he had. Oh, yeah. He had three Hall of Famers, and no matter what you say about Rondo, as a point guard, he's, his IQ is as high as it gets. So, Doc Rivers doesn't really have to do that much with that team. Rondo's was, IQ is about as high as uh, his shooting percentages. <laughs> but, Just saying. As a playmaker on the court, Rondo understands basketball. When you give him pieces like that, I'm not saying he's the easiest guy to work with, get along with, anything like that, but he understands the game. So Doc Rivers' job in Boston, I think if he does a good job in Boston, they probably win at least one more championship. I agree with that. A team that had Dwight Howard as its best player got to the finals on their watch. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, that, that's Doc Rivers' history in Boston. Doc then Rivers he, got beat by Dwight Howard, Hito Turgaloo, and whatever Jameer Nelson had left in the tank. 
and, and, and Rashard Lewis on steroids. Oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> so Clinton. so that was what happened then. Uh, and, and, and wasn't even Ray for Austin? No, he, was he on that? No, who was Ray for Austin that was on that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was. This is what I'm saying. Like yeah, they lost to them. Oh, so on, this is Do- this is Doc Rivers' history. Before he got to Philly, we're looking at the guy with the most three-one losses blown in NBA history as a head coach. These were all the things he brought into Philly before we've seen what he's we've seen with him here. We've all complained about his rotations here, his offense. We've complained about we, all sorts of stuff. So I feel comfortable saying that I'm uncomfortable with Doc returning as the head coach next year. I I, I hear you. I, honestly, I, I hear you. And I don't know how much to put into this whole Doc to, uh, doc to the Lakers thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I don't know how much. And it's it's crazy because now it's like, it's hard to tell what is, what's real and what's not. If the Lakers wanted that bad, I'll trade them to them. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> take them. Peace, peace, Doc. Thanks for coming mm-hmm. out. God bless you. Good night. All right, Doc. We'll Thanks have Daryl. We'll have Daryl drive you to the airport like Sam did Evan <laughs> Turner. Okay, yeah, exactly. exactly. Fine. Exactly. And if if, mm-hmm. if Daryl can't do it, I do it myself. You know, it's like, look, man, I. I Uber you, you know what I mean? I, Actually, I wouldn't even do whatever. that. Actually, I wouldn't even do that. I would give him a one-way SEPTA regional rail ticket for the airport <laughs> line. Just like, mm-hmm. here's the terminal, here's the gate. <laughs> Good luck, God bless. Uh, so was your yeah. biggest issue with the Toronto series, Doc? With the Toronto series? Talk- yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about one last thing with that Toronto series before we move on? Sure. Um, how that injury should not have happened had the Sixers not come out completely flat in game five, up 3 1. So, game that's the doc, that's the doc river special. He's talking about, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how or why the team came out so flat in that game. You're at home closing it out. Why not just step on the throat right there? Show up ready to play. We all knew. We all had this, like, you know how you know how when you're like a little kid and you know you do something wrong and you come mm-hmm. home and like you you can feel your butt getting warm because you know that whooping is coming. Yes, like yes. that's the feeling that I had if Sixers Raptors went to seven. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I am not prepared for this whooping right now. I'm just not. Yeah. I, I don't. Some, I don't yeah, get I, I do not sometimes, man. Yeah, I don't get him sometimes because I feel like I personally do not try to get. I, I don't try to act like I know more than NBA coaches or NBA players. I'm a guy that watches basketball who has an opinion, who could afford a microphone, and knows how to work a laptop. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good with who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin. But I don't understand. I don't still, understand. Still, still better than half the guys on Philly radio. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it is. 
It is what it is. You know, at some point, I, I agree with you. And maybe one day people will recognize that too. But that's another, that's that's a whole nother uh, podcast. I'm just saying, anybody and everybody is catching strays tonight, okay? It's all good. Let's have I it. prefaced that. I prefaced that from the jump. Let's have I don't it. understand how to, <laughs> I don't understand how you don't come out the box and blow them out the, uh, and blow around while in game five. Oh, see, it's, it's worse than I don't that for get me. That. Because if they would have lost game five, because against a team that has their back against the wall and gave it their best shot, but you competed and played hard and looked like you were prepared to play, I could have lived with that. They came out with nothing. Not a damn thing. How many and how many? And and, and as as we prepare to move on, how many times did that happen in this playoff game? They played 12 playoff games, six in the first round, six in the seventh, in the second round, how many times did you see that? How many times did you see a Doc Rivers coach team come out flat? I mean, look come at games flat. one. Look at games one and two against Miami. They, look at they, games they got one and two. Look at game, game five. Look yep, game, five, game five and six. six. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You came, they came back against my and and it. After Almost game every game four. they lost in the playoffs, basically. Yeah, let, let, and let, yep. let's yep. and, and let, let's let's use this to transition to the Miami series. Mm-hmm. They come out, they mm. lose the first two games. You know, they they just look like crap in Miami. With you want to say Jordan at the turnstile? God damn it! <laughs> you DeAndre Jordan, and you know. Coach doubles, down and, coach doubles down and says, you know what? I'm going to give you more DeAndre. When he said that, I tweeted this. When he said that, when he said, he we're really going to start DeAndre and I don't, and it was either I or we, I can't remember what pronoun he used, but don't care what anybody thinks. I was just like, mm-hmm. I tweeted this. If that's your feeling, Doc, then I'm sorry, but your job now relies on DeAndre Jordan coming out and showing out for two games. Because if he doesn't, I will personally run your ass out of town. JaVale McGee could have given us what... Uh, what oh, absolutely. Willie Pauly Willie He could have gave you better minutes. He could Because at least he would have been active. Mobile. Right. Like, DeAndre Jordan had about eight inches of vertical combined Oh, oh, like over all the times he jumped in his Sixers uniform. Ridiculous. I haven't seen that. Absolutely ridiculous. I haven't seen that much lack of lift from a professional athlete or even just a basketball player since, like, I was playing in South Philly with, like, 67-year-old dudes. Like, that's what DeAndre looked like in in this playoff room. Yo, he looked like somebody's pop-up. The man has slower feet at this point in his career than George Niang. And I don't know if anybody's actually actually paying attention to how slow George Niang's feet are. But if if he's beating you in a foot race, you got a problem. So So you you have that. And I, I this is, I guess, this is what frustrates me about the Miami series because you come out you come out flat 
you, you start DeAndre Jordan, and, and, and you're not quite sure what to make of the first two games because they don't have Embiid. Mm-hmm. They come back with Embiid, and they're like a completely different team. Right. They're at home. They even the series. You're like, okay. okay. Because even because Jonesy, even you and I, we talked about before the Heat series started, and we talked about, you know, what a healthy – we talked about our confidence in a healthy – Philly team against a healthy Miami team. And mm-hmm. we thought that, I liked hey, Philly's you know, chances. Yeah, we liked Philly's chances. Okay, you know what? You, you have to, you know, all right, we, we got dealt a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Dot kept Dot kept our, our star player and he gets elbowed in the face in the, in, in the very last game. We're going to have to miss him for a couple of games. Okay, it's reasonable. You're gonna drop those games because Miami's the Miami's the top seed in the East for a reason. It's not like Miami's trash. Only by record. Only by, by record. By re- they're, they're the top seed. I didn't say they're the best team in the East. They're the yeah. top seed. They're yeah. the top seed mm-hmm. in the East for a reason. It's not like it, we're not talking to Charlotte Hornets here. We're not talking. You know. We're not talking to Washington uh, uh, Wizards. Because what, what no, no, I, no, I really almost called them the Bullets. They're a no, solid they're, basketball team. They're the Bullets. They're the Bullets. Let's stop this. I, I will never call them the Washington Wizards ever. But, <laughs> but, no, but nonetheless, bullets. We're talking... I get the name change, but come on. Like, I grew up with the Bullets. <laughs> they are the Bullets. Mirasan, like, whatever. They're the Bullets, for Christ's sake. But nonetheless, they're not the Miami Heat. Miami Heat is, is a, is a qual- they're a solid team. They're a, they're a solid Not necessarily team. a great team, but a solid team. A solid team. I ain't call them great. I, I, I know. Look, I ain't had too much of this. I know what I said. Are they? <laughs> they more, at this point, they're a hell of a lot more solid than the Philadelphia 76ers. Fundamentally sound team than the Sixers. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. But mm-hmm. no, but nonetheless, you it's not out of the realm of reality. It's not out of the realm of expectation that you would drop two games on the road to this team without Joel Embiid. Sure. You know, it, it's not. You get Joel Embiid back, and what happens? Yes, you are at home. But the fact that you are at home makes the fact that they lose game six that much more frustrating. Because you're sitting here and you're like, okay. And even they even the series at two. You kind of expect them, to, you know. You're going back because you're you're not quite sure where this series is going. So you go back to Miami. You lose Game Five. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, uh, they look flat. Whatever. Maybe they'll turn sure. it around at home. They'll turn it around at home. They they didn't do a 180 at home. You know what? Stop. They did a 360. Call, I, no, a timeout. I got to call a timeout. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I can't let you just—I can't—I can't just let you blow by that like that. Because to say, sure, they lost Game Five. Maybe they'll get better at home. Did you see the performance in Game Five? How no effort, no effort, lackluster in a game. You sh- in a game you should be treating as a must win. We all know the numbers on what happens in a two-two series for the team who wins Game Five. We all know that. So to come out like that in Game Five, I had zero confidence for them in Game Six. None. Not and again, it's not because they lost; it's because of how they compete. How they lost, yeah. And I, I, I hate to kind of 
kind of be like a dominating force on this podcast, and I apologize. But oh, like, God, I'm, uh, I got so you guys bring me on because like number one, like I'm very plugged in because of like Liberty Ballers and the senior black correspondent and all like that. But we love you for that too. You also bring me on because I'm the X's and O's guy sometimes. And can I just say the most frustrating thing about games one and two in Miami? And how I was just like, okay, Miami is a serious problem, and the Sixers better clean this up. The Tyler Hero pick and rolls, screen and rolls, where he would just get wide open looks or half decent looks. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I was in my living room watching the game, and all of a sudden I'm going to back up off the microphone just so it doesn't come off too loudly. Switch the screen! Jesus! Mm-hmm. Who cares? I don't care if he's getting switched onto George Niang. Make Tyler Hero take that one or two extra dribbles to reset himself. And that's Doc exactly didn't what make was... that. Doc didn't make that one little adjustment. They could have won game two. And see, that's something I was going to come to a little later. But since we're here, let's go ahead and do it. Go ahead. The, the reason the Sixers appear to be hesitant, almost scared to switch on defense is because this team lacks athleticism all over the place. God damn it. Like, they, like, if they, like they're, so they're problem matchups anytime you switch. They're scared to switch because if, if you put us in a matchup we don't like, we're in trouble. Either you're too small to defend your position or your feet are too slow or – you're not a shot blocker, even though you're 6'10", or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, there are athleticism problems all over this team. So who they, does like, that go- name? So- like, name one athlete on the roster, na- not name Maxi. Paul Reed? Maybe. I thought somebody was going to say Thibel, but he can't shoot. So he, he couldn't play in the playoffs because he, he forgot how to play after he couldn't go to Toronto. Paul Reed would be my only nomination. And so that, we're not having a Paul Reed victory tour, so... Thanks, Doc. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, th- does that mean you're going past... Uh, is this the point where we now look past Doc Rivers and start looking at Daryl Murray, who's putting this team together, and the, t- and the pieces that he has now brought in to surround Joel Embiid? At this point now, you're talking about a team with a lack of we, – we've discussed now for almost a half an hour our issues and our gripes with the coach. We've talked about his you – know, we've talked about the X's and O's. We've talked about his personnel and who he has played and who he has chose not to play. We've talked about how this team has lacked fire and lacked, uh, lacked urgency in critical games. We've talked about that now. Now you're talking about the players that are on the court. The actual players that Doc Rivers has to coach. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a lack of athleticism. Are we now talking about the GM? Is it now time to start looking at the GM and who he's brought in? And the per- and, and the personnel he's made. I'm, Javon, you look like you got something to say, bro. Yeah. I'm 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 I think it's a it's a two-sided thing. Like I think it both goes hand in hand. Like, I think Maury has given Doc the pieces. Like we said, the lack of athleticism, I think he's given them the pieces, whereas certain athletic players, 
but Doc doesn't play him, right? Doesn't like play Paul, them. Like Paul Reed, for as much grief as he, we give him because his offensive game is not up there yet, like athletic athleticism-wise, he's one of your more athletic big men, not named Paul Millsap and DeAndre Jordan, who Doc Rivers was trying to force people. Christ. He was forcing that combination multiple times, and you just felt bad for Paul Millsap because he was getting abused by fives. I forgot Paul Every Millsap time he stepped on the floor. Hey, Doc didn't, Doc didn't forget. Doc told us that Paul Re- Paul Millsap was crying in on the locker room at Game Six because it might be his last game, and you know that's what hurts him as a head coach. You know? So you got that. I mean, how about Charles Bassey, another athletic big man who never saw the light of day <laughs> when they could have used them? I mean, you look at Isaiah Joe. You can't tell me that Isaiah Joe shouldn't be somewhere playing on this team with his ability uh. to stretch the floor and kind of you know just. Get, just put up shots. I mean, oh, I think Maury has given. I think has more Maury has given him the pieces. It, he just haven't used them. I mean, shoot, they gave him Willie Cauley Stein, but somehow Maury didn't bring him back because they wanted DeAndre Jordan. And shoot, hey, the Sixers might have the twenty third overall pick. I don't know if I tr- I can trust them to draft potentially somebody. But will Doc play him? I don't know because I saw what Teron Lue did with Doc's same players in L. A. and the young guys played and look what happened. They flourished. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, here's, so, so here's the thing look, I'll say look, about okay. Daryl. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you had a no, thought, go right ahead. Um, I, I'll, I'll pose this question to the group. Is it more what Daryl has brought in? And it, it sounds like from I, – I think Daryl has had a, a couple more – he's had more hits than swings and misses, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Curry was a good pickup. Andre Drummond – Close to my heart. Love Penguin himself. Love, loved Andre Drummond this season. That was that was a that was a nice hit. Tyrese Maxey, obviously a hit, right? Mm-hmm. But is Maury kind of limited with what he can do because of before the Ben Simmons contract, now it's the Tobias Harris contract, and it's the James Harden contract. Is he kind of limited with what he can do and who he can bring in? Like, I don't know if Daryl has the ability to bring in everybody that he feels he needs to because of prior GMs like Elton Brand, Brian Colangelo, etc. Oh, I agree with that completely. There are definitely some limitations on what he could do. There were absolute, some absolute limitations on what could be done in season. You're right. And so this is why I don't necessarily want to blame Maury at this point individually as much as I'm pointing out some deficiencies in the roster at least as far as the players that were on the court right so, but there's going to have to be you know I'm let's just say it there's going to have to be some drastic things done this offseason can does at at this point can Daryl Morey go to Doc Rivers and say, hey, bro, play the kids? You no, because Doc won't listen to him. Then yeah, that yeah, should be a problem. <laughs> then that, then sh- remember, remember, I don't think that Doc was ever Daryl's guy. Yeah, mm. and, 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 to, and to me, that's the point. That's the point. Doc is not Daryl's guy. So I think like I think Doc is the Sixers coach because Josh Harris wanted Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Daryl Morey didn't want Doc Rivers. I think Josh Harris wanted Doc Rivers. 
and he kind of put Daryl's hands behind his back. Well, Rivers was here before Maury, wasn't he? Rivers was here first. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers yeah. was Josh Harris's guy. Yeah. And Rivers was still- Rivers was recently hired when Maury got here. Right. So I don't. That was, I think, one thing where I think Maury's hands were tied was you're going to be tied to Doc Rivers at least for a couple years. Rivers, te- technically, Rivers is Elton's guy. Mm-hmm. Rivers is Elton's guy, and because this is tech, this is technically still more year one for Maury, right? Uh, this would be this would be his second off season. His mm-hmm. second off season. Yeah, but, yeah, that's but true. But this past this past season, twenty one twenty two, the the twenty one twenty two season was his first season, though. This was his first season as, as uh, president of basketball operations. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. At, at this point now, but I'm I'm saying it's it's now been established. Hey, bro, we you know, it was obvious that this team lacks lacks athleticism. Can I draw this parallel as well between owner, GM, and coach? You see this in the NFL a lot. You see head coaches get hired before general managers. And to me, that makes no sense because if the head coach has one vision, but the guy above him has a different vision, that's not going to that's not gonna make any sense. And there's just going to be constant uh, collaboration battles all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I think – I think Daryl needs to just come in. He just needs to go to Josh Harris's office and says, look, am I the president of basketball operations? Yes. Then I want my guy next season. Whoever that is, if it's if it's Sam Cassell, if it's Atkinson, if it's D'Antoni, if it's whoever, I want I need my guy in here. I need somebody that'll play the guys that I bring in. I need a I need my guy that will appreciate the information and the analytics and statistics I'm giving him. Yep. If I can't have that, then I don't blame Daryl one bit if not this season but off season, Daryl's like, nah, I'm out. I can't I, I can't win like this. I can't. Mm. And that's just gonna be a scathing indictment on Josh Rivers. Oh uh, Josh Harris, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're basically the same. <laughs> basically the same. Pretty, boy, yeah. pretty much the same guy. Pretty pretty much the same guy. So at at this point now, you you've seen you you watched the Heat series, you watched it end, you you saw how it ended. The liquor cabinet was clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely was. Absolutely was. Let me ask you this: uh, You saw how the last two seasons ended at this point now i'm afraid is, where this question is going no i mean no, no for real I mean, you watch now how the last two seasons ended and you saw and, and for me i guess probably for me what 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 was immediate what i immediately thought when the season ended they get blown out game six and i just like last off season was just difficult. It was because when you when when you lose, you have to deal with losing team narratives. Who has to go? Who has to leave? Whose uh, fault is it? Who needs to be fired? Who should we get? Why we did we? Why did we get? Why did we keep this guy? Why don't we get rid of this guy? You know, last season and and. and all of that 
added to the fact that pretty much 97.8% of this fan base wanted Ben Simmons gone. I was was very happy to be in that minority. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, like, so... So many people wanted Ben Simmons gone, and he and and and, and to and to the to the credit of people who looked past that, who said, "Hey, man, you know what? Ben Simmons is a problem, but Doc Rivers is a problem too. This roster is a problem too." There were people who said that. There were people who came on this podcast and said that. But nonetheless, I'm sitting there. I, I don't want another off season like last off season. Yeah. I don't want to go through that. I don't. Twitter used to be a nice place. I, I I don't I don't want to deal with that anymore. Let me ask. Yeah, it was a nice place. All right, like maybe like <laughs> like, like 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 maybe fifteen years ago, but it, it was yeah. a nice place. But none but nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, how do you compare? Like like. Your feelings going into this offseason compared to last offseason, where I feel like there are a lot of people ready to jump off the bridge. Now, you know, there are roster moves that people want to make, but not as major as trading a player like Ben Simmons. How do you compare these two these two offseasons? Josie, you want to start? <laughs> All right. Because, see, you know, I'm going to start. Because I'm I'm sure we're gonna get some interesting conversation after I say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> my my approach to this offseason is that everyone not named MB can be moved. Yeah. And, 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 um I, I'm gonna add to that, but go ahead. And I like Maxi. I'm not saying I'm looking to move Maxi. But if you make me the right offer, I'm not so in love with Maxi that he has to stay here for the rest of his career. Mm. I think because and I'm looking at from the standpoint of how can I get value in any kind of deal? Tobias, I'm not like if somebody has to take Tobias's contract, they're going to want something for that. Harden, nowhere he's getting nowhere near value right now after his performance this offseason. As Thibel, mm-hmm. he has limited value at best. So if you're looking to improve the team, your options on ways to do it are limited. So from that standpoint, it's like again, I'm not looking to or want to move Maxi, but he's not untouchable. During the season, in the Harden deal, because of limitations you have trying to rebuild a roster during the season, I didn't want to trade Maxi or Thibel at that point. You have a little bit more freedom in the offseason to retool your roster. If you make, yes. make me the right offer, make me the right offer, I'll, I'm at least interested. I'll hear you out. I think this offseason is interesting because unlike last season, I feel like there are more options. Mm-hmm. I think that Tobias is a little bit more movable after his playoff run. Mm-hmm. I think he's shown that like he's still a, a at least a top 50 player in this league. 
So mm-hmm. he might be a little bit easier to move. And I like the idea of putting Maxi in a deal to get off of Tobias's contract. And the Sixers don't officially have a first round pick. But if I'm called, if, if I call, if Sam Presti, general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder, comes calling and says, listen, We'll take Tobias off your hands. We'll take Maxi. Give us the first round pick, and we'll give you three letters: S G A. I'm a thousand percent in on that. One thousand percent. And when it comes, and when it comes to, and real quick, I'll just make this. I'll make this real quick about the point about Harden. Harden is very movable. I could care less whether he's on this team or not next season. <laughs> There are two ways. There are two ways that this Harden thing should play out. Should, should being the correct adverb. One, he takes his player option. He plays out this year. Hopefully, he comes in in shape, ready to work, and maybe he performs. Second thing, if the Sixers give him a long-term deal, it has to be a it has to be a descending salary. Because mm-hmm. I am not paying 37-year-old James Harden upwards of $60 million after what I just saw no. for from the trade deadline to the end of the playoffs. I am not mm-hmm. dishing out that kind of money. So Absolutely. If, if the Lakers won Harden, if the Mavericks won Harden, make me an offer. Mm-hmm. But... Tobias, Maxi, and if the Sixers have the first yeah. round, their first round pick for Shea Gillis Alexander, I will do that tonight. I will do that right now. I just think, uh, Jones, you've made your opinions and your feelings on Maxi well known, and I and honestly, I'm hard pressed to dispute you on them. I don't disagree with you. You make you you've made good points. I just think that this team, this team absolutely does not want to trade Ty, Tyrese Maxey. Right or wrong, fair or foul. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying they 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 wouldn't. I don't think this team wants to trade Tyrese Maxey. Because as much as we sit out here and we've talked about their lack of playing the young players, I feel like their Ooh. argument will be, Look at the player Tyrese Maxey has become. Look, we've played him. Look at who he is. I feel like Maxey. Can, can I ask is, a question? Wait, hold, hold, let, let me, yes, you may. You absolutely may. Let me, let me just finish this point because I would love to hear your question. I just feel like this team wants to to parade Maxey out here. Hey, look what we found. Here is our right. diamond in the rough player that Philadelphia just absolutely loves. That this fan base loves that low first round, second round pick who, See, who, now, who shows that. I have that to ask this question. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask this question because because uh, I'm hearing you and Here I knew go. where you were going with this, and I have to ask. Here comes. What is Tyrese Maxey? Like seriously, let's. let's, let's <laughs> but, 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 but no, hold on, no, let's hold on, let's 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 be honest. What uh-huh. really are we talking about when we're talking about the ceiling of Tyrese Maxey? He's a six foot two, one hundred and seventy pound two guard who's never going to be able to defend his position. 
He's he is he said himself he's not a natural playmaker. All of this to me screams six man. It screams Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. It screams Lou Williams to me. Is Lou Williams an untouchable player? I, no. This is That's a great parallel, I, I feel, by the way. I, I, I feel like you're I hear what you're saying. And I feel like you're you're you're, you're directing it at the wrong person. The oh. wrong person being me. <laughs> <laughs> because I I understand what you're saying. However, I am telling you as somebody who has been in this city for it forever, mm-hmm. this city loves Tyrese Maxey. I know they do. And, My and, question and, and, and is you, why? And, what, and, is, and, what is it that we love about Tyrese? So we love Tyrese Maxey. Because he has you. fun? Because he yes, he's out here, he's smiling, he's calling Kate Scott, hey, Miss Kate. That's what he's <laughs> saying. He wants to work hard. Well, well, I mean, he, he does work hard. Work, he, work, he worked hard in the guy that was your number one overall pick. I tell you that once. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's all emotion. It's all uh, – I'm not – I'm not sitting. Don't ask, if you're asking me to give you an X's and O's answer as to why this team should keep Tyrese Maxey, that's not the avenue I'm going down. I'm saying that guy that was falling all over the court, I'm, and this is not a comparison, but I'm saying he's falling all over the court like he's Allen Iverson. I was just going to say that. Not <laughs> saying that Tyrese Maxey is Allen Iverson. That's what it is. People what, what? see Maxey and they remind they, them of yeah. Iverson. That's they, what it they, is. They, this is the he plays with that guy. heart. He plays but, with that energy that this yes, team here's lacks this guy from with the so guys like heart. Harden. Yes, so much heart, so much energy, and he just does all the little things. You know, you're. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Tyrese Maxey shouldn't be a six man. But what I'm saying is, you see what him you you see him go out and play the way he plays. You, I'm telling you. You have you trade a player if the Sixers trade a player like Tyrese Maxey, they have to get a player that you obviously see the returning, not yeah. somebody where you say, okay, you know what? Hey, this guy brings depth to our lineup. And- right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is an open this is an open comment to the NBA. Uh, yeah. John, uh, what? What camera is uh, just the the general NBA? Like, what camera do I need to turn to to speak to everybody? You, you, you talk to camera two. You talk to the camera. Camera, this camera two. two. Camera two. All right. Yeah. Camera two. All right, cool. Everybody you're, talking, you're, you're looking at camera three right now. Camera okay, two is every, camera right in front of you. Okay. Everybody in the NBA right now, general managers, owners, whatnot, what have you. You want Tyrese Maxey? You're giving up a bona fide all-star, a proven all-star, yep. somebody that has been to the all-star game. Yep. And somebody that can win us a championship. Yep. If that is not on that person's resume, I am not picking up the phone. So mm-hmm. don't even call. If you're yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder, you better be offering up Gilles Alexander. If you're mm-hmm. the Sacramento Kings, I'm not picking up the phone anyway. If you're the Indiana <laughs> If you're the Indiana Pacers, I may at least entertain the notion of Buddy Heal or even Malcolm Brogdon. But, but, or uh, probably both in some sort or, of or both, or, or, or both. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still really upset that the Pacers were able to swing and get Tyrese Halliburton 
freaking Kings. What is wrong with you guys over there? Jeez. Okay, never mind. Again, reeling myself back in. But these like teams like the Orlando Magics or like the the New Orleans Pelicans of the world, like no, bona fide all stars or don't call me. So uh, since you say no to the Pelicans, I'm gonna throw a name out there that that I've heard tossed around. People saying they're interested in a guy who I said the Sixers should have been interested in when they drafted Ben Simmons simply because of the fit, Brandon Ingram. What if he were available? I don't think he is. That's the problem. Okay. I think I think the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are very content with Ingram, McCollum, and Zion when he comes back, because the possibility of that big three is just something that I don't think that Tom Benson or Gail Benson and that ownership group. I don't think they can split that up without at least giving it a run first. Okay. I I I like Tyrese Maxey. I will drive him to the airport if it brings back a, a Brandon Ingram. Sure, hey, if Brandon, thank, if, Brandon, if hey, he's thanks, on the table, thanks, sure. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night, Tyra. I appreciate everything. You know your 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 jersey yeah. will hang. So, in so if the, the Pelicans Raptors called you and Mike said Mike. we got Brandon Ingram available, you give me Tobias and Maxi, and we can work out a package to make the money work. Where do You're I sign? At- yeah, you do it. Where do I sign? Is it okay if I sign it in blood? Is that okay? Is that acceptable? Okay, so and anybody wants to know, we're not saying this. I I don't need to sign it in blood. I'll I'll just use an ink pen. I'll just use maybe (laughs) maybe 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 a sharpie. You know, and like yeah, like yeah, nobody like yeah, nobody like anybody that calls just like yeah, we'll give you a top ten pick. No, not doing picks. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, God, I. I'm trying to think of the type of player that like would be open right now. I can't really think. Like, I've seen that, I've seen people suggest tough. Bradley Bill, but I don't want no parts of that. Honestly, you don't want, you, you don't want parts. You don't want Bradley Bill here. Bill would be at least a better fit. If you give me Bill fit. for Tobias straight up, I'll right, do that. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. But if you're talking, and, but you know the Withers, they would be like, "No, nah, I need like Maxi in return for that." I'll and then package, the other, I the might other thing about Stiebel. The other thing about Tobias to the Wizards is that it kind of makes no sense because they have Rui Hashimura. Uh huh. What so, do you give us, Rui? Yeah. <laughs> we, we do or have Kuzma. We, Which one? We we, we uh, Kuzma would just be hilarious. Uh, we we do have a we do have a budding Japanese community in Philadelphia that would just love the opportunity to cheer for Rui Hashimura. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, Tobias for Brett. I would do that. I, I, I would have straight to, up the yeah, room. I I would want to think. I, I would want to test the level of crack the uh, the Wizards would be on. They trade Bradley Beal for Tobias Harris. Okay, I mean, can, it, we it mention, can we not mention? Can we not mention DC and crack in the same sentence, John? <laughs> Jesus, oh, God, it, it can't be too soon. That's like that was like twenty years ago, man. It doesn't matter. It's still ingrained in the city of Washington, and they don't. Uh, they're uh, still uh, not uh, over that. I, I, uh. I, I want to know the level. Low-hanging fruit. That's low-hanging fruit, man. You're better than that. The, I want to test the level of uh, of heroin, or I just want to know what drugs there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bottom yeah. line is, Washington would be absolutely crazy to trade Bradley. 
I would think that Bradley Bill got his foot cut off somewhere uh, on his way to the arena if they say, "Hey, you know, we'll give you, uh, we'll give you Bill for Tobias Harris." I mean, that I, would almost have to be a situation where Bill does a, the Harden thing and says, "I want out, and I only want to go there." He destroys his value to every other team in the league. Basically, that's the only way I could see it happening straight up. This is the problem with the limitation this offseason as far as like trade partners. The guy, the teams at the like the middle or the bottom of the list, they're not exactly teams that I want to trade with. Right. They they don't have the pieces that like, would make the make this deal seem appealing. Who do you want from San Antonio? Who do you want from like Sacramento or Portland outside of Damian Lillard? Like out do you want anybody from Minnesota? Not really. Do you want anybody from Denver? Not really. I take D'Angelo Russell over James Harden right now, but that's just my opinion. He he would shoot. He would. He, he damn would sure would shoot. shoot in the fourth quarter. That's for damn sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you go the, from why isn't he shooting to why won't he stop shooting? The the Knicks like I, I Julius Randle. I don't want Julius Randle. They're not giving up R.J. Barrett. So why would I call the Knicks? Uh, Detroit, there's really nothing there. Like maybe Jeremy Grant, but at that point, yeah. you're, just, you're, you're just swapping Tobias Harris for Jeremy Grant. What's the point of that? Yeah, and I recycling have... old process guys. Uh, that's not what that you would make do me think. That would make I, me I think we're starting all over. Like it's we, we sad. It's this might be sad, but it might be kind of true. Malcolm Brogdon might be the best trade chip that the Sixers can bring in. Because I just can't really, I just can't point to any one other player that's been an um, at least like a one time or two time All Star that that would be like, yeah, we'll give up this guy. Like I don't know if Washington's giving yeah. up on Bradley Bale. You could do Brogdon. Yeah. Like, are who who are you trading for from the Hawks? Like I, I like Kevin Herter. Like I don't Nobody want Kevin. I don't want Kevin Herter and uh, DeAndre Hunter or, or like whatever poo poo player that does not include Trey Young. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland's not breaking what they got up. Um, no. here's a name I'll throw out there. Okay, Zach Levine. No. Yes. Why not? <laughs> Hell no. Why not? Why, why, why the, not? Why, why are you? I do I need to? Do I need to repeat myself again on this podcast? Yes. I don't believe in the player that had an increase in all offensive numbers across the board for one year. I don't believe in that. And I don't think Zach had a pretty hot season this season. All the talk is about DeMar DeRozan. I didn't hear too much about Zach Levine. I am not sold on Zach Levine. If your number one guy is Zach Levine, you saw what that allowed Chicago to do get blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks in what was that four games five games mm-hmm. no parts of no parts of Zach Levine no thank you even if it meant getting rid of you would keep Tobias Harris over Zach Levine because you Probably. know LeVar has said he wants out of Chicago so we gotta Le- listen to LeVar LeVar says a lot of things that <laughs> I take with the most giant grains of salt ever <laughs> Oh man! Oh, so the amount of salt I have to take when somebody when Levar Ball says anything is equivalent to the amount of sodium in your typical like fifty cent package of oodles and noodles. It's not healthy. 
Uh, that's fair. Man, we, man, we haven't but, roasted LeVar Ball on this show in a long time, man. That, we that goes back to the best in the world days with me, and, with me and Javon. I, I haven't roasted LeVar Ball on this show in a long time. I, I, I don't have the energy. Yeah, I, I don't have it in me right. He got now. multiple. He got multiple sit your ass down awards. Yeah, yes, he did. That, that he might be. He he might be like next next to the former president. He might have gotten like the most out of all. Of yeah. Them. <laughs> like, um. Does, does does Donovan Mitchell interest anybody? <sighs> if it's if it's if it's Mitchell for Harden, for example. Mitchell for Harden would I, I could be sweet. I don't know if Utah would do it, but like they got to do something with that squad. They have to, because I don't they, think Donovan's their guy anymore. I don't think so either. The thing is, I think part of the reason why Donovan's not their guy is in important games. If you watch Donovan play, he might have a lot of points, but a lot of it's him playing hero ball rather yeah. than him playing good ball. Right, volume score. Mm-hmm. He's less explosive than he was two years ago, mm-hmm. and he's a volume shooter to get his points. <laughs> a couple years ago, when he was literally carrying the Utah Jazz in that series against Houston, <laughs> Jesus. I I just can't. I can't see Utah if you're if they're in a position where it's like okay, you now have to decide between. Mitchell and Gobert. Choosing Gobert. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, yeah. no. You know, it's like, how do you sell that to your fan base? That's, uh, that's true. If, if that's I, the I case, just, it's got to be a total teardown then. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's got to be a full rebuild. You, you, got, you, you have to be saying to your – and it's like, at this point, because I feel like the NBA, the NBA doesn't want another process. We 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 know this. What do you mean? It's happening right they now. Were, I was going to say Oklahoma the same City, thing. Yeah, Oklahoma already... City. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It happened in Philly. That you know, it, it, it happened in Philly. That's why they don't want to give they don't want to give Embiid the MVP. They see what's happening in uh, Oklahoma City. You I'm have sorry. you have. I'm sorry. I just Gobert. looked up Rudy Gobert's contract. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, know this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know this. He's on the third year of a two hundred and five million. The Jazz gave him two hundred and five million dollars. Oh, yeah. He's a max guy. Oh my God, Utah! What are you doing? He's a max guy. <laughs> they do that because they know nobody going to sign there for agency. You gave you gave Rudy Gobert. You gave Hassan Whiteside 2.0 $205 million. Yes. Whoa, you yes. Hassan Whiteside 2.0. What are you doing, Utah? Utah gave the man who gave the entire NBA COVID $205 million. What the in, hell? In that one press conference when he coughed and touched on everybody's microphone, it started the whole thing. That, oh my god, that's high comedy. I didn't know that contract was so abysmal. You mm-hmm. can't keep you can't keep that contract on your roster and no. get rid of Donovan Mitchell. No. That is Westbrook levels of bad. Oh uh, uh, I, it, I don't uh, nobody's got a Westbrook level bad contract except John Wall. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, oh, the, and, those and, are two and, of the three highest paid players in the league this next year. 
And the funny thing is, I'm not totally against Harden for Wall, which is the funny effing thing right now. Harden's num- Harden's up there too. Yeah, Harden, Westbrook, Wall are three of the har- four highest paid players next year. I'm trying to remember who was the fourth. It was somebody who almost Steph. Steph makes sense a little bit. Yeah, that- good. <laughs> Congratulations that- to the Utah Jazz for having the most immovable contract in the entire NBA right now. No, no, I just, I, I just feel like Utah, like trading Mitchell for 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 a team like Utah, that's that's literally them waving the white flag, saying, "Hey, you know what? We are now we are now entering the process. We are following Philadelphia and Detroit and OKC, and we are now in the process." And what Orlando should do? Yeah, yeah. Orlando too, but but I I. NBA is not going to do well. I should say the NBA is not going to do that, but I just feel like I, I can't see Utah doing it. All right, so let's let's talk about more no. possible plausible things in this offseason, okay. right? <laughs> um, I I floated a couple of names on one of my last podcasts as far as like potential targets for for this team, and like the the main thing was just like, all right, how do we get some depth? And the first couple of names I'm going to throw out here, like they have bird rights with their current teams, which means that for those of you that don't know uh, Salary Cap 101, these are players who um, the teams that they're on now can o- offer them the most money. And it's probably going to be. Well, hold, 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 hold on. Who, who has the ice cream man going through their neighborhood right now? That's me. That's me. I'm sorry. I have the window open. It's not exactly chilling here right now. Ice cream man is going through your neighborhood right now. Yes, man. Um, all Ice right, cream so man got to eat too. It may the the we may not be able to get these guys for like MLE, which is probably what you're kind of looking for. But like, I'm gonna throw some names out here. Gary Harris. If he wants to leave Orlando, <laughs> if he if Gary Harris comes in on an MLE, I would take that. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Lamb. I'd be interested. Yeah, um, yeah, I kick the tires. Uh, how about how about this for a name? Also has bird rights from Atlanta, I think, but I don't know if they're going to give him money. Um, Lou Williams. Nah, nah. Too old. Yeah, it, too old. I want somebody younger and more athletic, capable of playing D. If I didn't have Maxi, I might be th- tempted to put a guy like Lou Williams in that six-man scorer role. But I don't want him and Maxi on the same team. Yeah, he's, right. he's like a, a player like that. That's not the kind of guy I want taking minutes. It's like we we've now talked about wanting Doc to play more of the younger guys. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to uh, bring. I don't want to bring in another veteran to say why is he playing over insert player here. You know, insert mm-hmm. current player here. Like to me, to me, if if. If the Sixers are bringing back guys like, like, like Lou Will, or Thad Young, I want to yeah. see it on one of them. Bring them in so they can retire type contracts. Vet minimum. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really looking for anybody over 32 on that down spot, downward slope of their career where they're losing the athleticism and can't defend. All right. Uh, I, th- this next group of guys, clean UFAs. You can just sign them. Okay. Uh, let, let's just gloss over this really quickly. Cause I feel like it's an instant no from everybody, but, uh, Dennis, <laughs> Tr- Dennis Schroeder. No, nah, I don't 
I kind of figured. Kind of no. figured. Um, I look at Dennis Schroeder like a oh, hold on. I, Joe Biden and maybe. Nah. I look at Dennis Schroeder. I, I, I look. He right can score. Right, I That's all I care about. I will <laughs> poor man's Pat Bev. I will pay Dennis Schroeder myself to play somewhere else. Damn, <laughs> Jesus! Schroeder is a poor man's Pat Beverly, and I don't want Pat Beverly. That's a disrespect to Pat Beverly. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, he said I don't care. Otto Porter Jr. I'd be interested. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. Not a, I'd uh, be interested in. Not a He could play here's, a bitch role. Here's here's the, here's the name that I found interesting because I didn't know he was going to be a UFA. Malik Monk. Yeah, yeah. I'd be a thousand percent in on that. I would too. If get him, get him on an MLE. Yeah, sure. Bring the monk in here. Uh, as far as bigs and uh, uh, big depth, uh, I have two names. They're both UFAs. The the first, and I I know I slandered him about ten minutes ago, but Hassan Whiteside. No. Really? I rather I rather play Charles Bassey before Hassan Whiteside. Okay. Uh, you know who's also UFA? Ironically enough, Andre Drummond. <laughs> I would ask if he wants to come back. back. Let's do it. Yes, a thousand percent. I will. I got another. I got another name. Go ahead. Bren Forbes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, my friend Kyle. Uh, uh, who uh, does Brew Hoop? That's the um, that's the Milwaukee Bucks SB Nation affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying Dante Divincenzo might be available. I would def- absolutely be looking at a Yo, guy like Divincenzo. Oh, yes. Question you is, can Michael you yes. Jordan at Delaware? You need Ca- question is, if, can you give clear me up the White money? Dante. I will take White Dante. Now the question is, can you bring it? Can you clear up the money money to bring in a guy like Divincenzo? It would probably have to be a trade. In which case, uh. Thibel or Milton probably make the money work. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think Dante has gotten that second contract yet. Not yet, no. but he's due for it soon. He's due for it in it's either it's either next year or the year after. Okay. What about the Danny Green contract? If the is, is, Danny is it Green, guaranteed? Danny Green's contract comes off the books this offseason. This this you mean this summer? This summer. Year? This summer it's off the books. Yeah. But the problem with the Sixers cap situation is that they're still over the cap even with even with Danny Green's have, number coming off. Yes, you, you have well, three max players. Because you have three max players. I will if that's the case, mm-hmm. you can sacrifice die all over Shake Milton. That's that's you can do that. Right. I, you, would, I, I, you would be willing to get rid of Javon, you would be willing to get rid of uh Matisse Thibel for to bring in White Dante. Dante B. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would too. Divincenzo is the Divincenzo is the exact kind of bench player the Sixers need. I feel mm-hmm. Divincenzo could come in and be the Sixers version of Tyler Hero. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I think that's what the Sixers have been lacking the last maybe three, two, three years at least. Yeah, Somebody that comes off the bench and just gets buckets. Mm-hmm. Give me like ten to fifteen a night. A professional bucket getter off the bench. Right. I mean. Cause it's been such it's been so long since they've been able to to, to ha- they, they haven't had that player. Not Here. since uh, 
Lou Will Lou in the Williams. show you love days or like Kyle Corver in the old Corver in the old Iverson days. I mean, you're, you're you're yeah, you're you're yeah. literally going back to Wachovia Center days. Yeah. When you're looking for mm-hmm. for somebody like that. That's what Wachovia you're looking Center. at. <laughs> you're looking at Waco you're looking at first union center, course the center, center guys. The the whack as I called it. The whack. The whack. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely looking at the FU center where you're trying to talk about. Uh, I and I think that's Daryl's very good at working the margins, and I think he is. There's enough that's guys. Out, there's enough guys out there where you can sh- you can shoot in some of these margins. You can make some hits. Like George, like North George Niang, that was a hit. Uh, aside from his defensive. Uh, Liabilities. You got you that, got more out of George. Well, you you wish you could still get a little bit more from George Niang, but you probably got more than you expected you would get from him. George Niang's not a guy yeah. you mind having coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. He's just not a guy you want to have to depend on for consistent yeah. Yeah. production night Agreed. in and night out. Agree. He's a guy you would be able to throw like out twenty five. Mm-hmm. Like you throw him out there, see if he's making shots that night. If he is, you can let him ride a couple extra minutes. If he's ice cold, you pull him out early. But you don't want to have to depend on George Niang for twelve to fifteen a night. Agree, agree. You feel the same way about Corkmoss? As as the lone as the lone uh, inhabitant of Corkmoss Island, I am very in on keeping Corkmoss on this team for at least another year. Really? Because one thing, because one I thing said, that six, one thing, one thing that sixes don't have is that. shooters. He, he said that. Hold on a second. Now, see, I'm a, one, I'll say this: one thing that sixes don't have is shooters, and I, I, I don't think that you just give up on Cork Maz like that, especially because I feel like some of it was Doc's rotational problems. I, I agree yeah. with you completely, and I will say this about Cork Maz. He's 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 as streaky as they come as a shooter right now. Yep. He absolutely needs to work on his consistency. Yes. But so is Danny Green this season. I agree. But Cork Maz, I am a fan of his style of play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and believe it or not, as long as as for as long as it seems like he's been on the roster, he's still fairly young and not into his basketball prime yet. That so is he, true. He's a guy like Adil said. I kind of want to keep still. I mean, one hundred percent, and he's and he's on a reasonable contract, so it's right. like he's only costing you five million. Guys. Exactly. He's not the first guy I'm looking to move out. No. All right. First guy. I'm sorry, first guy. I'm first guy. I'm looking to move out is Thibault. After that, Shake Milton. Yeah, those all this, no. all this, all, all this cork moss. I, I know, I, I, I know you I have a affinity for Shake Milton Jovan. I don't, really don't want to see, go. I don't want to see Shake in a Sixers uniform again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, see, you're, I don't want to see Shake in a Sixers Javon, don't, don't walk off the shake. show, please. Don't. <laughs> what the Shake, shake Milton gave you more than James Harden in the last game? Ain't that something? <laughs> he really did. Nope. That made you that was so that was so sad situation. I have I that, have that no problem. Day, man. I have no problem if Milton Shake brings Jovan to the yard, but at some point, dude, you just gotta go home. <laughs> at some point, you just gotta say barbecue's over. I gotta go home, man. I'm tired. I can't. I'm I can't. <laughs> I st- I'll never forget the 39 point game against the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him everything that night. 
Thank you, really Shade. Good. It's been even fun. Doc was perplexed. He couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> but I mean, somebody, if somebody comes in, it's just like guy. If somebody comes in, it's just like yeah, we'll we'll give you a uh, player X who's who's going to make an immediate impact. We want Shake Milton back. Uh, yeah, sorry, Shake, you got to go, homie. All right. That, so how do you how do you include? Because here's the thing. I'm intrigued by this whole notion of bringing in white Dante. Dante <laughs> Here we go. I knew I would I, get you on I, that I, one. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I hadn't thought of that. The Michael I Jordan think, of Delaware. I, I I I didn't think about bringing a white. Hold on, the Michael Jordan of Delaware is a That's what they called him. That's what they called him. No lie. The Michael Jordan of Delaware is Elena Deladon. Get it right. I'm just telling you what they said. Fair, fair enough. But I love, nonetheless, uh, I, love Elena I, I I I don't call mm. him the Michael Jordan of Delaware. I call him White Dante white because Dante. he's the only. White guy I've ever met named Don- I've ever seen called Dante, it's but true. nonetheless, it's true. <laughs> never see, never see the dude na- a white dude named Dante ever. But nonetheless, I had not thought of this before, and I'm and, 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 and I'm intrigued. Yeah, he was I, on my oh, list too. He was even you know, was on my list. So I'm well. like, okay, who could we get? You know, I understand that the, that the numbers might not match up. Who could we get? Who could we feasibly? Get rid of to bring in White Dante. Shake Milton has to go. Yeah, he, likely. I'm gonna hit Shake. I'm gonna hit Shake Milton with the Sammy Sosa. If he's wow, you know, Shake season will live in Sacramento. We will be there. Uh huh. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 will Bible. move to Sacramento. Potentially, you never know. Hey man, the money's right. Whatever, but but nonetheless, like who would? How do you make that happen? Well, I, I am, I am checking because I, I didn't, I need to make sure that I am not screwing this up in any way. Yeah, it, exactly. You know what? You'll be banned from the show. You get me all <laughs> yeah, excited, I, you know? Because it's all, because it's all facts. Um. So it's so he's it's a four year, thirteen million dollar deal that he's on right now, and I think he's only in year two. Oh boy. Um. Okay. He's got his his qualifying offer this offseason is six million dollars. So assuming the Kings don't give him an extended slash inflated contract, if they just give him a qualifying offer, all you gotta do is move six million dollars. You can do that with Thibel and Milton right now. Yep, I just did that trade. It Uh-oh. does work. You so wait, 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 wait. You did put him on the bus. Thibel and Milton. Yeah, you can make the money work. The money you can make work with those two, yeah. Put them on the bus. Here's here's the rationale. Because you're losing losing an all-NBA second-team defender, sure. But the Sixers lack depth. They don't need guys that can play defense. They need guys that can put the – they don't need guys that can – Stop the other team from putting balls in the bucket. They need to put. They need to score points. They have no depth past their starting five to put up points. And I think they can find that replacement for Thibault at number twenty-three if they keep him. If they keep yeah. Him. That's that's I mean, for- guys like guys like that are laying around in this in the late first round. Uh, yeah, Thibault is 
for as much as we love his energy and defensive yeah. ability, he's a one-dimensional player. Yeah. Th- those are the guys you find in the late first and second round, guys who could play one end of the court. That's that's what's there then. And so, quite frankly, you move you move a player like Fiebel, you move a player like Shake Milton out to Sacramento. If they were, if Thibel were to put it together and develop some sort of offensive game, you're only seeing him twice a season. So you know what? You don't care. You know what the Sixers need? The Sixers need to draft a guy like Mikael Bridges. Yeah. So you didn't just say that. You know what? Let me pour another one of these. Uh, I mean, come. think about how perfect a fit a guy like that would be with a B. That's like, the problem. It was too perfect. Plays defense, can make the open shot, plays hard, but doesn't need the ball. High IQ guy. I tell you, it's those Villanova guys. And and nothing really ever came of Zaire Smith. So I'm just like, all right. So okay. Is Zaire Smith even still in the league? I don't think so. I don't think so. Apparently he's not, but I think I saw somewhere he's going to play in the summer league. I think not exactly sure. Who's summer league? Yeah. NBA summer. League. <laughs> no, no, no. For whose team? He's just gonna play. We don't, we don't know yet. He's gonna People find. Have. He's gonna find five. He's gonna find five guys and say, "Hey, man, I got next." Yeah. <laughs> you gonna have five guys hang out under the hang out under somebody's basket just for hey, listen, listen, he can't help where he got where he got drafted and traded to. That poor kid was set up for failure. It's gonna be nah, Zaire Smith and Willie Cauley Stein. That's what's gonna be. That's two of his five squad right there. Oh, I mean, it, could, it could be like the Blazers uh summer league squad last year with <laughs> Moody A and Kenneth Reed. <laughs> now Oh, man. I, I will say this. I will say this. Why Why did Robert Covington have to have such a good second half of the season with the Clippers? Because I would love to get Rocco back in here, but there's no way that's happening now. That, I mean, Rocco there, would be a nice fans guy that don't want that to happen again. Damn it. <laughs> Rocco would actually be a decent guy to have around. Yeah. Uh, you know. Plays defense. Four, athletic, four years, forty. Open four shot. years, forty-six. How do we make that contract work? The guy we traded oh. Rocco for would be nice to have around too. Oh wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Just saying. Oh wait, guy, I'm sorry. The, the Rocco guy we, is the UFA. Um, no, I th- no, I thought he got an extension. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I'm looking on Spot Track right now, and it says 2022 UFA. Oh, okay. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I know there's no way in hell the Sixers are going to be able to get him on the MLE, but damn, that would be nice. Let me see. I swear he just got signed. Yeah, he got signed to a two-year, twenty-four million dollar extension. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing that too. Darn you, Google. Damn you. Hey. Damn you. Clippers, fact know, checking. Clippers, Clippers know what they're doing without Doc Rivers. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Robert Covington. Jesus. Jesus. That's a big three right there. Are you saying that's their big three? Paul George, Kawhi, and Robert Covington? Uh, don't, Clippers, forget, don't, forget, don't, don't forget they got Norman Powell, too. Yeah. The Clippers need a real point guard, though. This giant eye true. roll at the mention of Norman Powell. This giant eye roll. Uh, Javon's like, you know who's a real point guard? Shake Milton. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Listen, Los Angeles, would you take, Los would, you take would you take Shake Milton or Bobby Schmurda, aka Reggie Jackson? Pick your Reggie point. Jackson. Reggie Jackson. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, there aren't many point guards in the league. I would take Shake Milton over. Let, let's and just be clear one, about that. One last <laughs> thing about this off season, right? Okay. You hear Doc and Joel saying, "Oh, we need toughness. We need this. We need that." Oh, I tweeted God, this. No. I tweeted, this, I, wanna, I, I tweeted this. I tweeted this. I want to make sure that you got you gentlemen are all on board with this. Okay. Yes, maybe the Sixers need a little toughness, but that should not be the number one metric to which we sign guys. Because oh, that's I, I because I thought I thought and, he was gonna say a Morris twin. I'm about to say no, <laughs> no. I, well, here's I looked on basketball. I've looked on Basketball Reference and NBA.com and anywhere else I can find the statistic. Toughness is not a measurable statistic, so I don't care. Okay? I really don't. Toughness is one of those made-up words for people that say, oh, they need this, but they can't really quantify what the hell it is that they really need. You You know what? I don't mind Joel Embiid saying that. You want to know why? Because Joel Embiid is the center. He's a player. He's not the front. He's not the general manager. He's not the coach. Whatever. He's not. The, he is not the end all be all as far as decision making is made. Right. Have your hey. You want some toughness? All right. We'll work on that. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have no interest. I have no interest in bringing in somebody like PJ Tucker. Like, no, thank you. Okay. What about the Morris twins? Either of them. Take your pick. Marquis. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Big... And, and I'm saying this because I don't have the list in front of me. I don't know which one's available. They seem to both. Marquis is the right? one. The one with the heat that's available, not Marcus. I don't think. I actually want to talk about something a little different before we call it a night, fellas. All right. Okay. Yes, because I, I, this question does need to be asked. Okay, uh-huh. how do we feel about the post series talk from Jimmy Butler and Joel and B about how they wish they were playing together still? Does that make anyone else uncomfortable? Just, just, just uh, twist I, I the knife, say, Jimmy. I, Jesus, I will, I will say this because I think the fact for me the fact that I heard them both say it makes me very uncomfortable. Does it make you uncomfortable because the reasons why Jimmy is not here, the two reason, the two biggest reasons why Jimmy is not here are both not with the team anymore? No, it makes me uncomfortable because in the modern NBA, when I hear guys say that, they usually end up playing together soon. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Jimmy Butler's coming back to Philly. <laughs> but in the Miami, sure. I don't think good for Pat Riley. I don't think Joel's going to Miami. I, I don't think he is either. It's just the, when you hear guys start to say stuff like that these days. Especially at the end of a series, too. <laughs> yeah. It just gives the wrong I, I, vibes. Like, man, we just lost. And you're just like, you know, man, I miss Jimmy. Let, let, like, let, let me put this right here. For, for the people who are watching on YouTube right now, or YouTube and Facebook right now, let me put this bottle right here. For oh, Jesus. <laughs> let me tell you something. At the Philadelphia 76ers, Lose Joel Embiid to whatever team Jimmy Butler is on at the time we lose him. I will drink a lot of this, 
and I will say whatever I, I will say exactly what's on my mind. What if it's Joe? <laughs> what if it's Joel and Jimmy, but in like Oklahoma City with like nothing else? What did I just say? Okay, all right. A, a, a Dio, I, I respect you a lot. I like you say, a lot. I like you. Like, hold on. Let me let me let me say this. Adio, I like you a lot. I like your style. Your style but, is not my. Your style is not my style. But if the Philadelphia 76ers lose Joel and B to whatever team Joel to whatever team Jimmy Butler is on, I will come onto this show. And I will drink a lot, and I will curse a lot. I respect your style. I'm just saying. I, I I don't I don't I don't cuss like you like like you do, but that's your that that's your style. I let you do. Hey, I let you hey be now. you. I, I've been relatively okay this podcast. and we appreciate that. But we were prepared <laughs> to let we were prepared to let you just be you. Oh, you had the dump button ready. Yeah, we, we we were prepared to let you be you. <laughs> However, let yeah. me tell you, I will be you. It <laughs> I almost Ooh. want this to happen now. No, no, you don't want this to happen. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine talk radio? Holy, the callers, I will leave town. Like the callers would be uh, the most unbearable thing you've ever experienced. It's, it's, oh my, oh, they're they're that now. <laughs> no, no, see, see, no, 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 they're not. They really no, are. Uh, well, here. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. In, I was, try to find an answer. <laughs> I was born. Listen, I was born and raised in Philly. Okay, so I know mm-hmm. the extent of like. The the what you can theoretically get ex- education wise from the average ninety seven five or WIP caller, and I will say that the quality of education, the quality of life lessons and sports lessons that you can get from those particular callers, it has gone down quite substantially when I was a teenager, and I can't figure out why that is. And I'm kind of ashamed of the city for allowing this to happen. I, I, I want you guys to humor me for a second. Because let, 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 I'm going somewhere with this. Mm. And, and, and I'm not necessarily going. I might not go where you think I'm going with this. But I just want you to humor me for a second. With all due respect. Adil, how old are you? 41. 41 so you're not that you're 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 not much younger than me i'm i uh two weeks i'll be 46 nothing has changed in this city this is a city built on narratives that's it that's it that's how it that is that is what that is what sports radio and sports talk in this city has always been narrative and negativity narratives and negativity and that because, is why I'm a podcaster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, dis- no disrespect to Joe from South Philly, but I could care less about what you have to say about about the the team that you that you allegedly allegedly support with all of your hopes and dreams. 
I have always said with the Philadelphia 70, I, I've always said about the Philadelphia sports fan and the Philadelphia 76ers that the Philadelphia sports fan believes that no matter what, if a team does not win the championship that season, there's going to be an outpouring of fans who believe that they should tear it down and start all over. No matter what, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Phillies, whether it's the Flyers, whether it's the Sixers. I feel like the Sixers, in 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 recent years were the closest team to say you know what that's what we are going to do we are going to tear it all down and we are going to start over from the very beginning and the fans embraced it but the national media did not fans, fans embrace there there are some fans who did and there are some there there's there are fans who did and there are media people in this city, and because we're a podcast and we're a small podcast, I'll put them out there. Marcus Hayes, don't, get me, don't get me started on Marcus. Hayes. But, but 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 like I said, I'm going somewhere with this. Who who want to say all, you know, who who want to criticize whatever? Who who don't who want to act like this hasn't been the narrative no matter what? Hold on, I need camera two again. I need camera two again. Oh hold on, get, get, give me a second. Let, let, let me make this. Go ahead. Then I'll... Go ahead. I've heard the talk. I've heard, you know, everybody wants to have this conversation. Every time the Sixers, every time over the last three, four, five years, when the Sixers don't win a championship, somebody says, has the, has the process failed? Is the process over? Is the process is, 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 is it done? To me, and I will say this, for me, the process is Joel Embiid. Yeah. He is the guy who said, Trust the process. He coined the phrase when the Sixers traded Michael Carter Williams after he was rookie of the year. Joel Embiid hadn't played a season yet for the Philadelphia 76ers. We were still waiting. He was on the bench. We were waiting to see what we had in Joel Embiid. But we traded the rookie of the year to Milwaukee. He was the one who said, trust the process. The process is Joel Embiid. The process will be dead. The process, as far as I'm concerned, the process will be dead. The process will be over when Joel Embiid is no longer a Philadelphia 76. Facts. That is the process. For me, that is the process. I say all this to say, if you are telling me there's going to be a time where Joel Embiid, whether it be in his prime or somewhere slightly past his prime, that Joel Embiid is playing with the team that Jimmy Butler is on, <laughs> and it's not the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, I will get on this. T- I will get on this podcast. I will use the small medium that I have, and I will drink. And I will curse and I will complain because that will be the time when I'm like, you know, that will be the death of the process. That will be the death of the process. That will be, hey, this is what we've all asked for for years in my 46 years of life, with the exception of 1983, when they won a championship, that has been the... The formula, hey, we need to blow it all up and start over. We need to trade Charles Barkley and start over. We need to trade Allen Iverson and start over. We need to trade whoever we got 
and start over. Be final. Do that and get a guy who is a MVP caliber player. We've, we've tried to surround him with players. Some have worked. Most of them do. I also think it's hilarious that of all of the franchises that you mentioned as far as like tearing it down and starting over, uh, the Sixers are the one team in this town that have consistently done it when there have been multiple times where the Eagles should have done it, mm-hmm. the Phillies should have done it, mm-hmm. the Fires damn well should have done it. At Flyers least, that Fly- Flyers at least four Flyers. times the Flyers should have torn that shit down. Yes. But re- real quick before you call it a night, uh-huh. I'm going to turn the camera to again. Yes, go ahead. You got it. Because you mentioned his name, and he's, he's kind of a mortal enemy. Uh, Jovan knows this. Um, M- Marcus, you just you just continue to duck me, my man. <laughs> and I'm not sure how much I'm not much I'm not sure how much longer I'm willing to wait for you. I, I hate to draw the parallel because of the the, the controversy and all of his uh, all of his uh, transgressions, but at some point, at, at some point, I as seeing myself as a Floyd Mayweather type. I, I'm getting old, and I can't I can't be in the ring that much anymore, man. Marcus so, wants no part of you. So we got to get this going, okay? Marcus wants no part of you. I remember. A, yes. I remember years ago when you said that Nikola Vucevic was only good at rebounding because he's tall. I remember you saying that. I remember him. And that has been a bore in my brain since then. Anytime, anywhere, any medium, Marcus. As long as we're talking about the Sixers. Because I don't want you drawing ridiculous parallels to the Eagles or the Phillies or anything else. Just no. Strictly basketball. Marcus wants no part of you. And I will make you look as completely silly as you sound or read in most of your projects. He wants no part of you. Stop ducking me. He will duck you. He's not going to stop ducking you. And let me tell you. I get you don't want to lose the bag to this independent journalist. You don't want to lose your bag to the senior black correspondent at Liberty Ballers. But at some point, you gotta you gotta do what Tallahassee from Zombieland says, and you gotta nut up or shut up at this point. He's not gonna shut up. He's not gonna nut up. Marcus Hayes, Marcus. Well, that, that's the problem. And, and, and I respect because Jonesy and I have talked about this. You know, we we've kind of been on a good run as far as guests this last year we you know people will come on this show but they don't respect what you do man and it's a shame they should of course not because i have an opinion yeah you know and they they want to regurgitate the same old idea absolutely do i'm sorry i don't fit your narrative marcus i'm, I I'm sorry i just i just don't i just i don't believe 85 to 90 percent of the nonsense that you say notice i said nonsense and not what i really wanted to say (laughs) again again family show but whose family is watching this (laughs) but 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 nonetheless and 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 i and i will say this in 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 regards to time 
because I feel like to me the opposite of what the the essence of what the process was, which was find you know finding generational talent and building around that talent and not just throwing money at whoever the top name is, don't, you know, you know, taking players, signing them at, you know, at, at the, at the, at whatever the, you know, giving max contracts to guys like Tobias. Like, like, I I feel like to me, Marcus Hayes can, can, can criticize the process all he wants, because to me, Marcus Harris, Marcus Hayes is, is screaming and cheering for deals like giving Tobias Harris all that money. That's he. That's that's who he wants. It's like you ask you ask a guy like Marcus. I, I would think he would want. Hey, let's let's ma- Hey, I saw what what uh, James Harden gave you this season, especially in crunch time, especially down the stretch. Hey, we need to stay competitive, so let's just give James Harden the max now. Fire Marcus Hayes then. Because I feel like that's the opposite of what the process was. Finding young player, you know, cultiv- cultivating young players. But, nonetheless, you know, that that's a story for another time. Right, that, that's a story for another time because I probably shouldn't have had that last shot. And yet you're pouring yourself another one. I'm kidding. This is a joke. I, I, not, I, he's not. He's not, folks. I, 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 yes, he will. Yes, he will. I, I, <laughs> He's I not am dead. not. First of all, you, you're, you're both right. No, I am not pouring myself a shot right now. And Mike, yes, you're right. I probably will before I go to bed. But you know <laughs> that, that that's that that's nonetheless. All respect to Javon Alford, who drank water for this whole show. You know, you you you, you, you clean. Were the man. I, hat, clean. Hats off to my man, Javon Alford. A Dio Royster. <laughs> The senior black correspondent for for Liberty Ballers. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Mike Jones, what's that in your hand, bro? Uh, see, you don't you don't know this bottle unless you've been to Jamaica. It's the Ray and nephew. Nice. Damn. Jesus. We went overproof for tonight's show. I have never been to Jamaica. I don't know when I'll ever be to Jamaica, but I but but right now I feel like I should be. At Mike Jones's house. That, that, that's where I. That's 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 where I need. I need to take an exotic trip to Mike Jones's crib. Mm-hmm. Stuff like my... this travels with me when Smoke Force One sends out invitations. But you know, I ain't got one of those yet. Once again, you can follow Smoke Force One. You can see exactly what I'm cooking this weekend. But that's that's <laughs> another that's another story. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. thank you for this family meeting. Oh, I got Never... bison meat on deck, fellas. Oh, oh. That's right. Oh, do wait? That's right. How, how, how do you wait till an hour? And we don't mess around. We don't mess around. Like how do you drop a gem like that an hour and forty-two? See, when I'm it's getting... listen, when it's listen, when it's opening day of grilling season, a deal royster does not mess around. I hear you. I, 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 you know <laughs> I'm not going down this road with you, bro. Not 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 at this point. Not at this point. Once again. Yeah, you, you have my Twitter. You have my Twitter. It's fine. Javon <laughs> Offer for Sporting News. Thank you. Adil Royster, Liberty Ballers. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. Once again, make mm-hmm. sure you check both of those guys out. Tell us what you think of this podcast. Tell us what you think of these Sixers. Good. Uh.
Tell us what you think. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Make sure you hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jonesy and Brown. Three words. All one, all put together. Jonesy and Brown. We will, we'll talk. So no ampersand? No, 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 nothing like that. No underscores, no, you know, nothing. Jonesy and Brown. A N D, okay. A N D. Jonesy and Brown. Three words all put together. That's how we do it. You put that in your Twitter, your Facebook, or your Instagram, you'll find your silly favorite sports board. That's us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Jonesy and Brown podcast. We thank you. We'll check you out next time. Peace. So happy Memorial Day weekend. We out. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.